to me, an inspired leader is one that's connecting relationally with the people that they lead in a way that unlocks potential inside of the person that they lead that they maybe didn't even know that they had. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. And welcome to the Inspiring Leaders Podcast. I'm executive coach Terry Lepofsky, and a huge thanks for joining us again. For this week's episode, we're going to inspire game changers with my guest from Atlanta, Georgia, Molly Fletcher. Molly, a huge welcome to you. Oh, Terry, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, you know how we start off on this show, Molly. What leader has inspired you and why? I thought about this. I mean, I think, you know, Jim Lair is a man who he's a sports psychologist. He's written, I don't know, 16 books. He was one of the biggest sports psychologists in the game of tennis, which was a sport I competed in. And, you know, he worked with like 17 number ones. And I've gotten to know him, which I'm so grateful for as a friend now. We are connected and he is a leader that inspires me because he's all about the right thing. His ego and sort of his own personal sort of brand and all those things are not important to him. I mean, what's important to him is to to help and serve others and to make a difference and to move the needle in their lives. And he's done that with some of the best athletes in the world. And he inspires me. Another guy that I have a lot of admiration for, a guy that I represented for years is Tom Izzo, who Izzo is the head men's basketball coach at Michigan State. He inspires me because he is totally real. The guy that you see on the sidelines, the guy that you see in the office, the guy that you see at the dinner table at his house, the guy that you see when I'm having dinner with he and his wife, Loopy, it's the same guy. I am a huge fan of authenticity and being real and being kind. And he inspires me because of all those things. And then he's also a guy that came from the UP in Michigan and he's just kind of a blue collar guy that's never changed despite his success and despite winning championships and he's never changed. And I think that is so cool. I think that when life, people have successes and sometimes they change, there's no question we want to evolve as people in our lives. But from a core value perspective, He has not moved, and I love that about him. And then I think the other people that are absolutely at the top of my list are my mom and dad. They would sort of laugh if they heard this and said, what do you mean? We're leaders. But to me, parenting is leadership. At the end of the day, that's what it is. They are and were and continue to be, to me, the greatest parent in the world and have been a role model for me on how to be a great mom and a wife and how to lead both in my community They were both successful in their own careers, but to me, they take leadership to the grassroots, both in their communities and as parents. And I wake up every day and try to be as much like them as I possibly can. It's a daily opportunity because to me, I hold them in such high regard in in that capacity. So those are kind of the, the four people that really hit me when you asked me that question. Wow. What a great answer. And I can't tell you how much it really hits home with me. I am a very big family person, and I know that you are too. Yeah. I was going to say that speaking of game changers, 
You've been called the female Jerry Maguire, by the way. I love that. <laughs> and I think that that's really based on your career as a pro sports agent. I know that you've earned every inch of the admirable success that you gained, and you truly had to start right from the ground up to achieve that success, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. Now, your story really inspires me. The first time I heard your story was last year when you were up on that big stage in Atlanta at LeaderCast. You really deliver a very powerful message. Also, I know that you were invited back to the brand new LeaderCast Women event to be the headline speaker for that event in October. So it seems like your message really resonates with people. So here's what I'm interested in. Why are you such an in-demand public speaker? Let's talk about your journey. Let's talk about your message and this mission that you're on to inspire game changers. I feel fortunate to have had the opportunity to be a sports agent for 15 years and, and represent. I, I think I had about 300 guys, a team of agents, negotiated about a half a billion dollars in contracts for good people. I mean, they were obviously incredibly special athletes or coaches, golfers, major league baseball players. But most importantly, they were good guys. I mean, they were guys that I wanted to take a phone call from on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday, and it's a 24-hour kind of deal. But then I started, I wrote a book and I started speaking, and then the speaking just sort of evolved really organically. And what I began to get clear on is kind of my own why and my own purpose. And what I realized is I'm driven by human connection, and I love to connect. And to me, that is an opportunity to inspire and to lead. And so I made the jump in 2011, and now I speak about 70 times a year on performance, leadership. It's humbling. It's an opportunity to use what I believe is a really powerful metaphor, which is the connection between sports and business. To me, it is such a real and easy way to share a message that allows people to lift that content up, those stories up that are all real stories that I was blessed enough to experience and or be a part of, and then they can lift that content up and apply it to their own lives. So I talk about things like how do we shift behavior in the absence of crisis, right? How do we get better because we know we have more in our tank? How do we recover quickly? How do we manage our energy more than we manage our time? We live in a world that spends a lot of I'm worried about our time, and I think energy actually gives us the time to, to even have. So it's been just a heck of a ride and a lot of fun, and it's really my why now. I'm honored to be a part of the LeaderCast family. I really feel like I'm a part of their family now, and it was an awesome event on the big stage, and now to be able to, to do an event on October 5th in Atlanta with LeaderCast Women. Don't be humble. You're the headline speaker for LeaderCast Women. <laughs> It'll be awesome. I mean, I'll tell some really cool stories and it's a great venue. And, you know, we see more and more women leading organizations and companies and businesses and to be able to share everything from sort of how, I mean, I have, I'm married and have three wonderful daughters and an awesome husband and, and to be able to sort of share what that looks like, how that all works and a whole lot more will be really cool. You know, it's funny you talk about links between sports and business. And it reminds me of a guy, I never did meet him, but Bill Campbell was a college football coach many years back and eventually became the CEO of Intuit. Wow. This is the guy who became the coach to Steve Jobs. Wow. And Tim Cook at Apple. He was the coach to Eric Schmidt and Larry Page over at Google and Sergey Brin, Amazon's Jeff Bezos. Here's a guy who came from the sporting world and just got it, understood how to connect with people. Well, I think when you look at what the best athletes do and how they behave, how they think, how they anticipate, how they recover, all those things are so applicable to business people. 
that's been the platform that I have enjoyed being able to sort of share and hopefully inspire people to learn from because they wake up, the best athletes in the world wake up and they have somebody behind them every single day that they're working out with, that they're training with, that want their job. And the minute that they sort of back off or don't execute or don't perform at the level in which they need to, unless they've created just a tremendous amount of bulk in their career, the minute that that happens, somebody's ready to sort of take it over. So there are people that have to, in order to stay where they are, keep getting better and keep performing and keep executing and, and keep challenging themselves. Not because anything's wrong, but because they know that if they don't, there's somebody right behind them that is so visible in their life every day that wants to take over their role. And so that's, to me, what's so fun is when I would be beside a guy like, a, you know, a Chipper Jones, who's a third baseman for the Braves organization forever, who was a heck of an athlete. But there was always somebody that the organization would draft or that could come up and step into that role and be pretty darn good. So he knew that there was a young guy ready to go and he needed to keep executing or a Tom Brady or, you know, the best coaches in the world, the best broadcasters in the world, they know that. So one of my favorite parts about that career was the mindset of peak performers is one in which I believe that we can all learn from and can inspire all of us in, in some pretty awesome ways. That's what I wake up and think about every day and talk about. You've been in this position now for quite some time where you're close to some people that are really fighting battles out on those fields or on the courts. I'm curious to find out how it feels for you when you see one or perhaps even a few of your clients score big. And I mean, win a big championship, come through a season from a come behind. For me, I love them as people more than anything. And so to see and know the work that went into getting them to that point. I mean, the world sees the big moment. As an agent, you see is all the little sacrifices that happen all along the way every day. To see the excitement in their eyes in that moment and the pride and see all that hard work come together, it just fills your heart, really, because you just know that there was so much that went into getting them to that point. Because I believe success is not an accident. Success doesn't just happen. Winning doesn't just happen. Being the best, being number one, striking guys out, you know, it doesn't just happen. It takes a whole lot of hard work. And yes, many of these guys are incredibly gifted, but talent isn't enough. I mean, it's talent plus perseverance, talent plus, you know, passion, talent plus work ethic, talent plus a whole lot of stuff. And so I saw so many of the little sort of plus moments and there's nothing better. I mean, it's probably, it's analogous to when your own kids do something really special and you feel that excitement for them. It's probably pretty darn similar because many of these guys were like brothers and sisters to me. So it's pretty cool. You know, it's been said that your performance is equal to your potential minus your self-doubt. <laughs> Have you ever worked with any of these guys that, that you just had to kind of give them a bit of a, a gentle shake and say, come on, man, you're better than this. Don't back off of this. Keep going. No question. I mean, I think when you see athletes struggle, it's usually a mindset thing. It's not a physical thing. And so, that, you know, one of the things that I used to do is if I had, a, maybe it was a baseball player that was struggling, I put a video together of them just, you know, at the plate, having one unbelievable hit after another, home runs, rounding the bases, the players coming out of the dugout, going crazy, happy for them. And I would put that little reel together and, and, and flip it to him and say, dude, watch this right before you start tonight's game. Watch this because you belong here. Or if it's a golfer that's struggling, you know, showing them, you know, a scorecard from a tournament where they just totally crushed it or showing them video of them draining putts 
one after another or hitting tough shots. They need that reminder. And I think business people need it too. One of the things I always encourage people to do is, you know, create a place and maybe it's a physical thing on your desk. Maybe it's a smile file on your computer, but create a space that you can load in great stuff notes from clients and customers that have appreciated what you've done, emails, you know, big deals that you've closed, whatever it might be. But, you know, when you've had a tough day or a tough month or a tough week or a tough call, whatever it is, peek at that and allow it to re-inspire you as it relates to your why and what you do. And I think that business people need the same stuff. It's the same stuff I did for my guys. I think it's the same that we as business people need too in our own little way. It's powerful. It's incredibly powerful. You you actually invite possibility when you remind them of the things that, that their frustration or their overwhelm may have just cast a shadow over. Yeah. Man, that's great. I, I'm you've just uh you've just given me like a whole new purpose to go out there in my in my coaching field and help people with, with similar topics to what you're talking about right now. Well, good. And I think, you know, your point, you know, about self doubt is to me so relevant and so real because we all tell ourselves stories. And I think I talked about this on the big stage of LeaderCast, but we tell ourselves stories and those stories become a reality that we create for ourselves. And I think sometimes we as people and business people have to pull back and say, what is the story that I'm telling myself that's keeping me stuck? in this place because we are really good at telling ourselves stories. And I used to see that with my athletes. I mean, if an athlete steps out on the mound, it's a pitcher or a basketball player steps up to the line for free throws and says, man, you know, I'm all for my last eight at the line, or I'm all for my last four at the plate. You, you know, that kind of self-talk is going to produce poor results. So it's imperative that we at, at the same level in our business lives, tweak that self-talk. Before you walk into a big meeting, you say, I'm going to crush this, right? I'm the best person for this customer to work with. And I need to close this deal because, you know, I'm better than everybody else that's going to walk in here and pitch this person. So our self-talk is really, really powerful. And I'd encourage your listeners to spend time thinking about what's this, what's the messaging that's happening in their minds that's telling them things that's maybe keeping them stuck in a place that isn't exactly where they want to be or isn't their optimal. And not to underestimate the impact of that self-talk. Mentally and even physically, you react. You start really believing it unless you become very aware of the impact that it can have. No question. Now, listen, I've got a couple of questions for you, Molly, if you're okay with that. Anything's welcome. <laughs> what are some of the biggest challenges that you see facing a lot of leaders today? Well, I guess, number one, I would sort of say, what are some of the greatest opportunities facing leaders today? Because I think that challenges are, in fact, opportunities. Oh, better said, yeah. The opportunities are to, to really lead from your head and your heart. I think we live in a world where it's easy to lead from your head, but I think it's a world in which we've got to be able to do both. We've got to lead from both our head and our heart. We've got to be inspired to want to connect. And I believe that as a leader, if you flip the pyramid, you know, I've spoken at Home Depot a few times and I kind of dig this mindset that they have, but they flip their pyramid a little bit. And lots of organizations certainly, I'm sure, do this. But if the leader truly does wake up and think, how can I truly make things easier for the people that I lead? How can I support them? What does support look like? What's on their plate? What are they worried about? What are they anxious about? No different than I think great people do from a business perspective. You want to think about your customers that way. I think from a leadership perspective, we get 
really task oriented and we can get really focused. And this is something that I work on every day. I can get real focused on moving the needle, right? Moving things forward, checking the box, continuing to focus on the growth that needs to happen. But I think it's so important to come out of it sometimes, come out of the task and the tactic and be relational. So I think the biggest opportunity is for leaders to stay relationship focused, relationship centric in their work so that they can ensure that they're building the kinds of relationships that need to be built with the people that they want to lead. Because people want to support your vision as a leader if they know you care about them as a person. You have a way with words, my friend. Okay, here's my last challenging question for you. What does inspired leadership mean to you, Molly? To me, inspired leadership means truly connecting. It, connecting with your people at a human level in a way that is energizing to them. And so to me, an inspired leader is one that's connecting relationally with the people that they lead in a way that unlocks potential inside of the person that they lead that they maybe didn't even know that they had but you as a leader believe that they have and you're helping to unlock that for them so that they can continue to grow and flourish. No wonder you speak 70 times a year. <laughs> I can sit here and listen to you talk about this all the time. Oh, Molly, great answers. Thank you so much. Listen, people are going to want to connect with you. Let's make sure that they can find you. How can they? You know, you're kind, Terry. MollyFletcher.com is my website, and then I'm on Twitter at Molly Fletcher. So those are good places to start. We have a newsletter, too, that, that is fun and, and people enjoy. So all that can be found on the website. All of that will be in the show notes as well. So listen, a huge thank you for being part of Inspiring Leaders. I think you just gave a great gift to everybody out there with your perspectives and with your experience. That was excellent, Molly. Thank you. Well, Terry, thanks for what you do. Thank you so much. And I also want to pause just for a moment here and thank a few of our listeners. You're the reason that we do this and you're the reason that we can attract great guests like Molly Fletcher. So thank you for your comments and your ratings on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Like Sophia from Hawaii who wrote about episode 18 and said, a powerful, hard-needed shift in perspective on performance management. Well, thank you, Sophia. That's the kind of feedback that we're looking for. That really rocks. That makes this podcast recording very easy to do. Also, just want to encourage anybody who's listening, head over to our website at ubiquityleadership.com slash podcast. Click that customer survey button to help us make this show exactly what you want to hear. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll see you all again next time. Bye for now. Thanks again for being part of our quest to make inspired leadership ubiquitous. Wherever you are, we hope that we've helped to inspire you and that you'll pay it forward by inspiring others. Until next time, take care, everyone.